Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiya, Bab. Hello there. Welcome to Bareback and welcome to our COVID special. COVID special. Um, why are you singing? <laughs> well, I felt like because it's the COVID special, it kind of denoted its own jingle. S- soundtrack. We haven't got the funds, the resources, or quite frankly, the energy to do a proper job. So I just made it up on the spot. And to be honest, I don't want to go back. I know that people loved it, but I don't want to go back to those sound effects. COVID special. So, why are we doing a COVID special? Good question. Why are we doing a COVID special, Bab? I can tell you why we're doing a COVID special. Uh. <laughs> and how many times can we repeat the words COVID special? COVID special. So, we're doing a COVID special because we are selfish bastards. And we are both, at the moment, suffering from the effects of having COVID. So, we're going to ram it down your throats. The topic, not COVID, of course. Yeah, because I tell you what, talking about ramming it down people's throats, I do not wish this on anybody. I mean, we have been very lucky. We have to say from the the outset, we have been extremely lucky. We've had very mild symptoms, but these <laughs> even mild symptoms are not something that I would wish on my worst enemy. Yeah, definitely. It's, it is a very serious topic that we're going to try to approach with a little bit of humour like we always do. We are going to talk about today how we feel and what type of symptoms we're, uh, we've had, which I agree with you. We are very, very thankful that have been quite mild and we seem to be sort of a little bit over the worst part as well. Fingers crossed. I mean, I wanted a week off, but Ben says, no, we have a public duty. So here we are. Not even covid will stop bareback. Nothing will stop bareback. But are we going to run forever and ever and ever? I mean, why not? People will probably get bored of us soon. Coronation Street, it's been on for how many years now? Oh, it's like the longest running soap of all time. Exactly. But they have new characters that come in all the time. It's just me and you blabbering on about, oh, we've done this this week. <laughs> I think it's going to run its course very soon, Bob. We could be the Coronation Street of podcasts. <laughs> because we have original stories we do have original stories but the, the other the other thing as well at the moment is as well as the fact that we've got covid it is so hot oh i know i don't know what the rest of the world is like at the moment but the uk is sweltering yeah to be honest again argentinian south american it, it is a little bit of an overreaction i mean these were they probably spring back home Oh, come off it. No, it's not. Yes, it... Why are you trying to act your way through it? You've been to Argentina in the midst of summer. Yeah, but it's different because you're on holiday. Well, when when I went to Argentina, I was on holiday. So you don't mind the heat as much when you're on holiday. And I often find that heat in other countries apart from the UK is much more bearable. I don't know what it is, but when the UK gets hot, it gets really hot. I can tell you what it is. It's readiness. Because when you were in Argentina... What was there everywhere we went? Cold beer. What else? 
uh, cold wine. What else? Ice cream. What else? Um, swimming pools. Yeah, as well. But what else? Aircon. Exactly. So, realistically, what happens in the UK is that we get sweltering because we're not ready for these temperatures here. I mean, we've got a fan though, Bab. But a fan only moves air. It doesn't refrigerate it. Well, I don't really want to get into the scientific mechanics of what an air conditioning unit does. We don't have one. It's really, really hot. Yeah, and that gets Ben in a little bit of a bad mood. <laughs> I, I just don't cope very well in the heat. I remember I remember once I was driving in my car when I was at university and it was really, really hot. So we decided that we were all going to get ice lollies to cool us down during the journey. You know, like a Calipo. Mm-hmm. Is it Calipo or Calipo? I never really know how you I, pronounce I would, it. I would say Calipo. Calipo. Yeah. What does it mean? Uh, I'm not sure it means anything. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to, like, blow my mind and say, actually, it means pushable item in Spanish. Okay, let me try. It's Calypso misspelled. Oh, uh, is it? Is that all? I, I don't know. So I had a Calipo. Anyway, I was driving along in my little Fiat uh, Cinquecento uh, down Bristol Road in Birmingham, and um, I get pulled over by the police. Okay. Were you speeding or something? No. It was just because you were warm when you were hot. No. I wound down my window of the car and there was this burly police officer there. And they said to me, you do realise it's illegal to eat while you're behind the wheel of a car. Well, it is. And I said, officer, I'm not eating. I'm sucking. Okay. Um, To be honest, I'm just curious to know how that went down with the police officer. Well, I was asked to get out of the car. (laughs) Which, by the way, for anyone listening uh, outside of the UK, that does not happen in the UK unless you've done something really wrong. Yeah, and I I was then given a lecture on what the definition of eating is. And apparently sucking is, is a form of eating. Again, I would disagree, but I just wanted to get on with my journey. So uh, we all stood by the side of the road and finished our calipos while we were watched by two police officers. And then once we'd finished them, disposed the rubbish in the bin and then we continued our journey. And I will never be cheeky to a police officer ever again. Did you get fined? No, I was just humiliated in front of my peers. But from what I hear, in your 20s, that happened every weekend. Oh, well, shall we move on? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, uh, (laughs) something funny happened. Um, (laughs) See? Original stories. Coronation Street doesn't have these stories that we're telling. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if they shoehorned that into a Coronation Street episode? A sucking a a calipo. Yeah. I mean, it was just groundbreaking, isn't it? Well, anyway, yesterday, um, Ben was... (laughs) Ben was... um, uh, loading the dishwasher, which he very rarely does, as as regular listeners to the podcast will know. But let it be known, it's recorded here at least once I've done it. Once in how many years have we been together? Four years? Done it. So Beha was loading the dishwasher and he plucked out a pair of scissors and kind of waved them in my direction. I was sat the other side of the kitchen, and he was like, what have you been using these scissors for? And I was like, well, I don't know. I think I opened a packet of meat with them, or I might have cut up some ham for a salad or something like that. I don't know. And he was like, well, these are not the right scissors to be doing that job. These are the upstairs scissors, not the kitchen scissors. Yeah. And I was like, sorry, does it really matter? They're a pair of scissors. They do the same job. Like, does it matter whether they came from upstairs or downstairs? Yes, it does matter. 
I cannot be the only person who has different scissors for different things. The one that you were using for food is the stationary scissors. It's the one that we have with our envelopes, with our paper, with your stamps. So it's for stationary work. So it doesn't get mixed with food because then otherwise you either contaminate your stationary or you can put like traces of the stationary into the meat that you're cutting open. Yeah, but they'd obviously been washed. They were clean and they were in the drawer. They hadn't been, you know, I hadn't randomly been doing some arts and crafts in the afternoon and then suddenly thought, oh, I'll chop up some meat with these while I'm at it. Oh, what's that ink and a bit of ink and wax on them? What, you know, I'm just going to suddenly start, you know, and then chopping meat with them. Of course, I'm not going to do that. But it does it really matter where the scissors came from as long as they were clean at the start and clean at the end. Okay, so no. Every house needs four scissors. Four? Four scissors. I think you're living in first world dreamland here, Bab. Four scissors. Who do you think you are, the queen? No, I'm the guy who has four scissors. Uh, Who needs four scissors? Everyone, every house needs four scissors. Four scissors. Scissor number one. Okay. Kitchen. Food items. Anything related to food. Okay. Scissor number two. Stationery. So, for example, for wrapping presents, for cards, for all of your stationary needs. <laughs> okay. Scissors number three. Okay. Bathroom. What so, do you need scissors in the bathroom for? Well, you trim your moustache. Yeah, but you use smaller scissors in the bathroom. They're a different kind of scissors. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying four scissors, and they're not four of the same type of scissors. They're different scissors. Oh, uh, okay. Well, because I was imagining in the big kind of scissors, you know, the big pair. Yeah, no, no, no. We're talking about different uh, different types. And you can mix and match if you want. Well, I wouldn't cut food with, like, toenail scissors. Put it that way. Well, yeah, exactly. You need the right scissor for the right task. And scissors number four... Utilities. So you need in your toolbox a pair of, a pair of yeah. But you see, the, again, they're not. That's not a household scissor. They're in the garage or the shed. Well, or it e- even if even in an outbuilding or you know, if you live in a flat, you don't have an outbuilding. As a matter of fact, if you have a garden, then you need five scissors oh because you god. need your garden scissors. Oh my god! You are scissors obsessed. Well, I are you sure you're gay? Why? Because I, I wonder the scissoring. I don't know, it feels a bit lesbian. <laughs> what? Can we say that? Um, I don't know, lesbians are gay, so... And like scissoring? Yeah. Is that right? I like scissors. Oh my god, you love scissors. What about shears, garden shears? Do you class those as scissors? Yeah, but that's what I meant. The fifth kind, if you have a garden, you need garden scissors. Mm. That's the fifth pair of scissors. You need your different types of scissors. Yeah, but they're not really scissors, are they? They're shears. Although I did, and I've told you this story before, when I went to North Korea on holiday, it wasn't really a holiday, but anyway, a story for another time, I did see somebody cutting grass in the street with actual household scissors. Uh, last night when you fell asleep uh, <laughs> this was something that I just really found really funny and it's really tickled me all day and I've been meaning to tell you and I thought you know what I'll tell him on the podcast um, <laughs> apparently octopuses octopuses is that is that the plural of octopus or is it octopi uh, I'm you're the English speaking one so I'm going to put that on you but I would say octopuses 
<laughs> why when you say pussies it's really funny <laughs> why because I'm saying is it related to the scissoring is it scissoring pussies <laughs> scissoring pussies that'd be a great porn film wouldn't it I'm sure there's one called something similar coming soon scissoring pussies oh, yeah yeah, I'm sure that there has to be one called that already. <laughs> or even a porn star. <laughs> or a drag name. Who are you going to see down the club tonight? Oh, I'm scissoring pussy! <laughs> I mean... And also, interestingly, we're talking about plurals. Scissors. What's the plural of scissors? Isn't scissors plural to begin with? Is it like sheep? I, I always thought that it was already plural because it has like two parts. Oh, so if you have half a pair of scissors, you, you have, a, have scissor, a scissor. A scissor. A scissor. A scissor. And the moment that you have both, so the moment it fulfills it. When to become one. Yeah. Because technically, if you had half a scissor, you could still use it like like a blade, couldn't you? you well, that's a knife, one. basically. But you could still cut. <laughs> so you would have a scissor, and when it's bonded to the other bit. It's Is that scissors. why it's called scissor? Because it makes you sore. If you cut yourself, you sore. What? It doesn't make you sore. <laughs> Anyway, can we? I'm sorry, I, I took you on this tangent, but I feel we need to go back to the octopus. Last night, you fell asleep. I couldn't sleep, so I went on my phone, and for whatever reason, I started researching about octopuses, even though they terrify me. Yeah, that's called clickbait, Bab. But but the the interesting thing, there's, I mean, there's so many things you can talk about octopuses. They've got like, have they got three hearts? I mean, let's, let's... They're dire, they're really intelligent. Before you go on, let's put a disclaimer out there. What Ben finds really interesting might not be what the general No, 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 this does. is really just... And it's, it's stayed with me all day and I keep thinking about it. Apparently, octopuses, sometimes, they get a little bit bored and they just randomly punch fish. Like no no reason not because they not because they're hungry or they want to eat the fish they just randomly a fish will go or swim by on the coral reef and they'll be like I don't like the look of that fish wham and of all the facts about octopus which are, are many I mean there's they've done so many experiments with octopuses like like they are so intelligent yeah remember the octopus that predicted all of the results of the last football World Cup was it called Paul the octopus. But can you imagine that? You're just going about your daily business in the Atlantic Ocean and you think, oh, there's an octopus over there and you just saunter past minding your own business and you just get whacked. And also, it might not just be once because let's be honest, octopus have eight arms. Yeah, see, that's my thing when I think about octopuses. When I think about octopuses, I think about two things. I think about Paul the octopus that predicted all of the uh, matches uh, in one of the World Cups. I think it was 2010. Okay. But the other thing, whenever I see images on, of octopus, I kind of get hungry. I really, really like octopus. So I, I don't know, I kind of don't see it as a living thing. I just see it as a nice meal. Well, just be careful next time you see one, because it might randomly punch you. I'm not a fish. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> Famously not a fish and a human being. Uh-huh. Do you know what? I'm going to put that down to the COVID. Mm, okay, we'll put that down to the COVID. <laughs> Well, thank you for sticking with us in what is a very haphazard episode today, to say the least. Um, it is our COVID special. I've already forgotten how to do the jingle, so don't ask me to do it again. How are you feeling, Bab? Uh, better now. 
Good. We've had a good rough uh, few days. Rough. Still, we have to admit that we have relatively mild symptoms. So basically, we've had a, a bad flu. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say? We've... Well, I think we've, it's safe to say that we've had the classic hallmark COVID symptoms. So we have the cough. Yeah, loss of appetite. I know we've had a fever, although we don't have a thermometer. I know we don't, do we? Yeah, because we always want to check our temperatures when we feel ill. But when we feel ill, we don't want to go to get a thermometer. Mm. And then when we're not ill, we always forget to buy one. Mm. Next time. I'm really tired. You're you're really tired. But then you've still got your sense of taste and smell. I've lost mine completely. Yeah, and I'm enjoying that, to be fair. (laughs) Only because this afternoon he walks past and he's like, he's like, oh, I really fancy an ice cream. Have we got any ice creams in the freezer? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, do you want one? I'm like, what is the point of me having an ice cream? It's like literally wasted calories. And to be honest, I had like the double caramel billionaire Magnum ice cream, which I've I've never had before. And he's flipping amazing. And... I think that the thing is, is because it's warm and because I've I've been ill, I've been craving ice cream. I've been thinking about ice cream a lot. So I wanted ice cream. The thing with me is I'm having some really weird cravings as a result of COVID. And no one seems to be talking about this. I think this is going to be the next thing that people discuss. What, cravings during COVID? The cravings during COVID. Like, I have been really, really craving jam. And the thing is, you never eat jam. I never have jam. But it's all I can think about the taste of, and I'm craving pork scratchings, which you know I love anyway. And we have got some in the cupboard and I'm thinking, "Mm, maybe I could have them for, you know, but then I'm like, why would I waste that taste Mm. sensation when I can't literally cannot smell or taste anything? And I keep testing myself every couple of hours. Like I go to the cupboard and I open a jar of Marmite. I open a packet of cheese or something like that just to see if the, the sensations are coming back and they're not. Well, apparently it's a good thing that they apparently uh, they were saying that you should sort of like stimulate your senses so your senses don't become like lazy during COVID. What, so I might lose my senses completely? No, because you're smelling marmite like every couple of hours. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, we completely lost our appetite for a few days. To be honest, I'm still not very... Although I feel better, I still kind of eat a few bites and then mm, I'm kind of full, I don't want to eat anymore. And don't get me wrong, it would work well to lose a few kilos but not like this whereas for me i'm kind of basing my meal times around textures so i'm going for texture meals <laughs> <laughs> so it's like what's crunchy like it sounds very professional it does sound it. quite professional doesn't it it sounds like um, a kind of episode of master chef or something like that but i'm literally like last night what did we have for tea we had some black pudding which was obviously very smooth and then I had like half a tomato, which I heated up, a few nuts as well, just to like give it that crispy edge. Because literally I can't taste anything, so I want my mouth to enjoy itself through texture instead. I mean, it's a different experience. You're growing as a person. <laughs> Maybe I am growing as a person. Yeah. But I tell you what, there's loads of symptoms that they don't tell you about on the NHS website or people don't like to talk about. I mean, we're talking... It's coming out both ends. Uh, yeah, fortunately for me, that's just you. I mean, I'm, I've never coughed up so much in my life. Yeah, you. to be honest, you have a really bad cough and you still have a really bad cough. Because I have a cough, but you, it seems like you have an alien trying to get out of your chest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. 
And I'm just getting Sigourney Weaver vibes. Ugh. I know. Well, the thing is, I think that probably that's the message that we want to give people outside of any child is take care of yourselves. This is not pleasant. No, and it's not. Now that we are feeling better, we're still not 100%, but we are feeling better. I can still tell you it's not worth it. It's not worth it just going out and doing anything. Just take care of yourselves. Don't get this because it's not nice. Who do you think got it first? Well, you got symptoms first. You got symptoms a couple of days before me, didn't you? So in, in our house, I'm patient zero, basically. Mm, yeah, basically, yeah. And the thing is as well, we really don't know where we got it. We've been compliant with all rules. We wear masks. Whenever we've been in a venue, we've been sitting down and we stay sitting down. So when we stand up, we wear our masks. So we've been complying by every rule and we haven't even gone out that much as well. So it's not like we've been partying uh, every day or anything like that. And we just cannot pin down where we got it. But I tell you what, once we get over this, I am partying hard. Yeah, see, I think I might be the contrary. I think that I actually might be the... Um, I'm going to be a little bit more cautious after this. Oh, I don't know. Here in the UK, we've now passed what the media were calling Freedom Day. Oh, that's... Don't get me started on that as a name. It's awful. It's, it, it, it's not a liberation when you're doing what you needed to do to protect yourself and others. Okay. I'm not I'm not going to get into that but essentially in this country most of the restrictions that were put on us over the pandemic have now been lifted. Yes. I was watching the news the day after the restrictions lifted and they lifted at midnight so of course people were queuing up to go to the nightclub and you know at 1 minute past midnight the nightclubs opened and it was a nightclub in in Leeds um, not far from where I'm from in York. And there was just these people going crazy and they were like, oh, we're having the night of our lives. Oh, it's brilliant. It's amazing. And and I was kind of like, oh, really? You're that bothered? But then when you realise their ages, these people have turned 18 during the pandemic yeah. and they've not, they've never been to a nightclub. Yeah, so they haven't been able to enjoy that part of being a teenager yet. So it would literally be the night of your life. I know, I can understand it. Um, again, I think that me being the old geezer that I'm turning into... I would opt on the cautious side. Well, <laughs> apparently we've been doing that, but yeah, we still got COVID, so... Yeah. And actually, this is probably an opportune moment for you to talk a little bit about the pandemic in Argentina. We had a listener write in recently, Emma, who said that she wanted to know what the response was in Argentina to the pandemic. So I guess now is probably a better time than any to, to talk about that. Well, it's funny because there's a lot of things that come into how different countries have managed uh, the pandemic. In the case of Argentina, I think that Argentina had a very good first response in terms that they went into quite a strict lockdown very, very quickly. One of the problems with Argentina is that you have a lot of people who are informal workers. What that means is that although there was a very strict lockdown, they couldn't afford not to go to work because only essential workers could go but when you're working for someone that is paying you cash in hand you either go and do the job or you don't get paid and you can't buy food to feed your family so although we were in a strict lockdown a lot of people still went out to work so there was no furlough 
there is sort of like state aid, like what here would be universal credit, but when you have a family of five, it's not enough. And also there isn't like a fair, a fair low system because you are paying, you're being paid cash in hand. So they cannot, the state cannot give you, I don't know, 80% of your salary because your salary technically doesn't exist according to the, or the, as far as the government knows. Mm. So I think that that was one of the um, one of the pros and cons. And at, at the beginning, it went, it went quite well. Uh, regardless, uh, you needed like a written permit to be able to be outside your house, to be uh, like on a bus, to be like in the city center away from your house. You needed to have like an official government permit that you could fill out like a formal line and so on. So there was a lot of things uh, that you needed to do to be able to sort of legally be outside of your house. And were people quite accepting of that? To be honest, to some extent, yes. I think that people understood why it was being done. But you're always going to have uh, a lot of people who are going to be sort of like conspiracy theorists that are going to think that this is sort of a ruse to control them and uh, and like a vigilant state or, or, or something like that, big brother type uh, type thing. Now, another one of the things that happened in Argentina is that you needed to wear your mask even when you were outside. Mm-hmm. So if you were walking down the street or, or, uh, or wherever you were, you needed to wear your mask. Now, what that resulted is in my great aunt to be the poster girl for what you cannot do. So basically, what? So what happened is that one day everyone opens the newspaper, the the biggest newspaper in town, in the city of Rosario, and there you have the biggest photo of the front page of the newspaper, my 95-year-old great uh, aunt with her mask on her chin. Oh, no. And with the headline of how people are not complying with wearing the mask. (sighs) Was it intentional that she wore a mask like that? I'm guessing not. She was wearing her mask under her nose and her mouth. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't misplaced. Okay. Why did she wear it like that then? I don't know. She's 95. And then what was her reaction when she found out she was the cover girl? Well, to be honest, I think she was a little bit embarrassed. But at the same time, she was... Again, I think when you get to a certain age, they get to a point where they're okay, I'm I'm 95. I kind of don't care anymore. So, yeah, but she was... All media, and it's not just printed media, it was on the website, and of course it was going around in our family (laughs) WhatsApp group, (laughs) on how she was like the transgressor, the criminal. How's your 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 nan been? My nan's been well. I mean, she fell again, as you know, uh, and she had her arm. So um, my grandmother is 92. I'll tell you now, she's going to outlive us both. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, women in my family live a lot. As an example, when my great uncle turned 80, we got together, and this I'm talking about 15 years ago, we went to have a meal outside, and we were met by my great uncle's cousin and two aunts, who were 95, 99, and 102, I think, at that time. And again, uh, people would say, oh, here, have these chips that don't have any salt. And the one that was 102 said, 
salt is delicious. And I was like chucking salt into the cheese, <laughs> chugging wine. She was like, I'm 102 if I don't do it now. Where am I going? When am I going to do it? But yeah, she's fine. She has care now because she's frail. She's 92. But she's loving life because with um, the carer that she has, the carer cooks for her. It keeps her entertained. Now she's teaching uh, her carer how to um, uh, weave, is it? Is the word in English? Like to make a sweater? Knit. Yeah, knit. Yeah, that, knit. What's weave then? You're asking the wrong person. I'm not a textiles expert. It, it, I mean, it's all, it's all about making clothes and, and fabrics. But Yeah, but you just need to be the English-speaking expert, not the <laughs> textile expert. Yes, but there's like there's knitting, there's crochet, there's weaving, there's sewing. They're all different, but essentially it's about making something at the end of it, isn't it? I suppose. But yeah, so at the end of the day, my nun is fine. Um, and to be honest, my, my nun is the youngest one. She's 92. Then she has a sister that's 93 and another sister, that's, which is the, the criminal one, who's 95. <laughs> and they've all had their both their jabs. Yes, so they both have uh, both the jabs. So Archazina started the jabs a little bit differently, though. Because we didn't get a lot of doses to begin with. So they started by profession first. Oh, right. So they started vaccinating people in the healthcare system. Then they kind of started in parallel doing like security forces like police and so on. And then they started by age. But for example, my grandmother didn't come on the first lot because she was under 95. So they started on 95 plus, then 90 plus. Because there, there weren't as many doses of the vaccine. But yes, now he ha- she has, uh, they have both her doses. Uh, there is a little bit of a delay. And it's weird now because we've had the Sputnik and then we've had the Pfizer. And what happens is that some doses of one is coming quicker than the other ones. So you might have had your first dose before another person and they might get the second dose before you. Right. Just because they had a different one and, you know, how they need to match the... Supply and demand. No, not supply and demand. How they need to match that you've had the first and the second dose from the same. And it's just what type of vaccines are arriving mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. that time. And, and it's, and again, I am not trying to ch- turn us into some kind of highbrow political talk show, but have you had any feedback from people back home based on what's happened here in the UK? You know, the cases are still rising here, but... We're essentially, you know, we can do exactly what we could do before the pandemic. Whereas I know back in Argentina, things are still pretty restricted, even though the cases are not as high as they are here. I I just wonder what that kind of international lens thinks of what's going on here in the UK. So in terms of restrictions, the thing is, Argentina has been freer for longer if you like. So, for example, for months and months and months, bars have been open. After that initial, I think it was like three months that they did of, of very strict lockdown, then it never really went back to that strict lockdown. It just went to limitations. For example, in my hometown, public services would open in the morning and commerce would open in the afternoon. And the reason for that was to sort of dilute people in public transport so not everyone going to the city centre together. Mm. So people who needed to go to the bank or needed to go to the um, uh, pension office or, or, or whichever could go in the morning. And then people who wanted to go shopping, who wanted to go shopping for clothes or whatever, would go in the afternoon. And you would have like that separation. Bars and restaurants have been open for quite a while. They just restricted at what time they could close. At some point it was 11pm. Then they extended it till 2am. Then they scaled it back to 8 So... 
they've always been open, but they've sort of managed the opening times. I don't know how that helped, to be honest. It's not like COVID doesn't get you after 10 p.m., but um, <laughs> they did that. And I think that in terms of sort of that international eye, it's fair to say that for the rest of the world, up until the time that we started vaccinating, we've been the laughingstock of the world. People around the world were literally looking at the UK on how not to handle a pandemic. Then when the vaccination started, and with the amount of vaccinations that the UK has delivered, people said, well, actually, now they're doing really well. I mean, it's been staggering. The, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the speed at which we were vaccinated, and then even how quicker it got. You know, normally these things get slower. We were out having a walk the other day and there was like a mobile vaccination clinic that just popped up and they were like, do you want your second jam? And we, we weren't eligible, but... And again, there's always going to crazy. be... Crazy. And there's always going to be sort of an international view as well of being petty. Because realistically, a, a place like the UK that, have, uh, that has 65 million people, at some point, sometime a few months ago, we had over 350 million doses bought. So when you think about it, well, an international view can be, well, actually, all of those vaccines could be sold to other countries and to uh, used to accelerate vaccination programs in other countries. So that hoarding stuff wasn't really very well seen internationally. But at the same time, we live in a capitalist world and kind of it is what it is, I suppose. There's always going to be someone who says, yeah, you know what, like hoarding toilet paper. That that is what it has been compared, uh, like people hoarding um, toilet paper, the UK hoarding vaccines that they didn't really need. But there's always going to be people who actually do it and say, "Well, good for you for doing it." I loved how you looked at me when you said about hoarding. Are you talking about the fact that you know I like to hoard stuff? I mean, are we going to get there today? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say I hoarded toilet roll, but I I do love a bulk buy. I do love a bulk buy, Bob, and, you know, that has really helped us during this pandemic, let's be honest. To be honest, you have. The thing is, I think, can you be a hoarder of yellow stickers? I feel like we always end up on yellow stickers. I think we've talked about yellow stickers quite a number of times on this podcast. The thing is, it is a recurring theme because I opened the freezer and it's full of yellow stickers and that doesn't change. So for our international listeners, um, of which we are blessed with many, thank you for tuning in around the world. A yellow sticker is basically when you go to a supermarket at the end of the day and the food has been reduced. And for whatever reason, British supermarkets use or tend to use a yellow sticker which has the the change of price on it now it's interesting because my mum calls them a whoops because if you go to asda which is a, a british supermarket chain other british supermarket chains are available theirs is a yellow sticker but it also says whoops as in whoops you know it's out of date or is at the end of the day so sometimes you'll hear it called well from my mum anyway whoops but I love a yellow sticker I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with loving a yellow sticker I mean do you remember when we were in Stratford a few weeks ago and we went into Morrison's and we got steaks for less than a pound. I don't mind the yellow stickers. Less than a pound for a steak. Yeah, I know. But less than a pound. It's not the yellow stickers, it's the hoarding. That's the issue. That's And that is exactly what brought us into this part of the conversation. It's <laughs> the fact that you come home with all of these yellow stickers that expire today. So, of course, you want to put it in the freezer <laughs> and there's no room in the freezer. And, it's worth to be said, we have two freezers. We do. And you're making us sound very bougie now and we're not. 
we're really not the fact that we have two freezers basically when we moved to the house that we live in now it already had a freezer built in we had another freezer and so you know it's to become one again but we keep one of the freezers outside and you know it's really handy it's very handy (laughs) but it's uber middle class as well the fact that we have two freezers can you imagine where would we put all of those other yellow stickers that you get (laughs) if we didn't have two freezers well sometimes i have to give them away i have to do like a little a little victory lap around the street saying who wants vegan cheese (laughs) only 20p (laughs) but the thing is he's like we're good for the yellow stickers but i've never seen you feeding anyone that had visited us a yellow sticker meal what do you mean then we eat the yellow stickers. No, bad because if we have guests around and they are served yellow sticker produce, well, I just peel the yellow sticker off so they wouldn't know. Okay, so if we ever invite any of you listeners for a meal, <laughs> just be warned that expiry dates are, let's just say, not mandatory. <laughs> So yet again, with Bear Back, you've kind of got half a special. <laughs> we started off talking about COVID, but then somehow ended up talking about how we um, buy reduced food at the supermarket yet again. Uh, sorry, there's an error there. Have you heard where the error was? Uh, does not compute, does not compute. Mm, broken, mm. broken, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the error is in the part where we, where you say we buy these counted forward well i'm sure i'm going to get blamed for the other thing that i wanted to talk about as well and that was the added so not only have we had the covid experience if you like this week we also had leak as well yeah and how are you not going to get blamed for that well i I, I, obviously i am because it was completely my fault because i've been spending a lot of time on the toilet i may have blocked it and (laughs) so now, you know when we said earlier that we bulk buy a lot of things? Now, bulk buying toilet paper is not because we're hoarding it. It's because Ben probably used around a quarter to half a roll of toilet paper bare sitting. No, that's fake news, Bab. At least a, no. a roll of paper with you, it survives about four or five sittings at the most. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. It's like I, I, you go to the bathroom, you lift the lid because you put it down. I don't know why. We've had that conversation before. And it's literally, you cannot see any water. All you can see is toilet paper. That's not true. Yes, it is. Well, anyway, I accidentally blocked the toilet on this one occasion. Okay, let's put inverted commas on that accidentally, shall we? You know, this is a podcast. We're not filming you. I know. But Ben's I'm, doing inverted commas in the air. I know, but I'm really pissed at this. I'm really, really mad at this. So anyway, the toilet was blocked. And then, unbeknownst to us, the cistern was not right. And so the, the toilet was constantly filling up. Yeah, basically, you know when you flush and sometimes it doesn't just... The plug that sort of goes down doesn't fit correctly. So it basically keeps throwing water into the toilet bowl. So we're both sat on the sofa, literally flagging because we've got no energy, cost COVID. And um, and then I hear this dripping and I just turn round and it's it's like that episode of, do you remember Tom and Jerry, that episode where they flood the house and then they freeze it so they can ice skate through the house? <laughs> mm. It was literally like that. 
Not exactly. But 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 less freezy and more stinky. Brownie. <laughs> brownie. Yeah, but not that kind of like not like a chocolate chip brownie. Yeah, no, like brownish. <laughs> so of course we went into panic stations, and yeah, that was another drama that we had to resolve in the midst of our COVID. I know it wasn't a diagnosis. nice week, was it? No. Shall we just, you know how like people were like, shall we just write off 2020, which I'm fine with. Shall we just write off this last week? Yeah, let's write off this, this last week. And let's just start again next week. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. I new know. start, new week, new me, new year yeah. type thing. I don't really know if that made sense. No, it didn't. If after all of that, uh, <laughs> listening, I mean, we've literally ended on poo. If people do want to um, get in touch with us, what ways can they do that, Bab? So if they want to get in touch with us, they can find us on Instagram at Bareback Podcast. Yeah, lots of lovely pictures of us on there. I know. Very, Uh, very not sexy, but okay. (laughs) There are sexy pictures of us on there. And it's all, I think pretty much all the pictures are pre- us getting covid so yes. we look mildly attractive no flooded bathroom pictures though <laughs> no flooded bathroom oh i should have live streamed it shouldn't i oh yeah that's what you should have done in the middle of flooding the house with crap water if you want to get in touch with us where we're on twitter at bareback pod or you can look for us in facebook just search bareback and if you want to send us a good old-fashioned email we are at <laughs> we're not at anything we are barebackpodcast at gmail.com and if you're here it probably means that you're a little bit damaged so if you want to share the love and the damage leave us a review like and subscribe to our podcast and share with all of your friends your enemies whoever you want and remember wash hands cover face make space yeah, seriously, take care, people. This is not nice. And send us nudes, uh, goodies, <laughs> anything. Oh, that's going to get us in trouble, isn't it? Bye! Bye. Bye.